Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 20th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. and We've gone through several parables. Right now, we're dealing with this parable. It's called the parable of the rich fool. There was a guy that stored up all this stuff, and, and the, the Lord said, you fool, tonight, this very night, your soul will be required of you. Then what's going to happen to all of this stuff? And so we've been learning about the importance of having our heart right as it relates to things and the accumulation of possessions and things and money and finance, all of that stuff. So we've been learning that our heart needs to be right towards God. Number one, we need to be rich towards God before we're rich towards anything else. We've been learning that that money is the least of all riches in the kingdom of God. And that we've been learning that it's okay to, to, to have just as long as what you have doesn't have you so that we can become conduits of kingdom finance. The title of today's message, uh, Pearls from the Parables, part 82, is what it looks like to be blessed. I'm going to talk about Deuteronomy chapter uh, 28 today. And uh, there's something that the Lord really put on my heart yesterday about this. I'm going to tie Deuteronomy chapter 28 over to the parable of the rich fool. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. Ready? Open up your heart now. Get ready to receive. All right, so we've been learning that it's okay to be blessed uh, just as long as you know that you're blessed to be a blessing. Put in the chat, I am blessed to be a blessing. We got to be blessed to be a blessing. We can have things just as long as things don't have us. Our heart needs to be right towards God. Say, my heart is right. Say amen to that. All right, so before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. I want us to look at it again today. This is very important for people because, listen, when you're walking with God, we're, we're, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So there will be moments where you just don't feel like it, right? There will be moments where there's areas of your life that dry up. There will be moments where you, you lose the passion or the zeal, you get frustrated, you're meditating on the wrong things, you, you kind of feel like these moments of despair. And if you hold on to that long enough, you could delve into depression. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and depressed. So listen, what we want is for the Lord, no, 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 to refresh you and restore you and revive you so that every area of your life and in your heart will be fresh towards God. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. If if you have a dry heart or if anyone you know has a dry heart, we're praying that in this season, the Lord will give them a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing. Say amen to that. Luke Chapter 12 is where we are with this parable. Uh, this is what Jesus said in verses 16 through 21. The ground of a certain rich man yielded a bun bumper crops. I mean, this guy had a lot of land and the land was just boom, 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 producing bumper crops. And he had so much stuff. He said, he thought to himself, what am I going to do? I don't even have, I don't even have enough places to store all the stuff that I have, all of my crops. So he said, this is what I'm going to do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and then I'm going to be able to store up my surplus of grain. He said, I want all this stuff, the accumulation of all this grain. I told you before, it's not accumulating all the stuff is not bad because, I mean, there's biblical examples where God blessed people and they had a lot of stuff, but there was a purpose behind it, right? Uh, David had to store up a bunch of stuff for the building of the temple. Uh, Joseph had to store up a bunch of uh, grain for the seven years of famine. You know, so that's not that's not storing up is not bad. Is what you do with it is where your heart is. 
This guy was just storing up for himself. So he says, I'm going to store it all up. And once I store it all up, I'm going to go over to the mirror and I'm going to say to myself, hey, self, you got a lot of stuff. Now it's time to take it easy and eat and drink and be merry. And God said to him, you fool, you're just throwing up this stuff for yourself. Come on, man. You, you're in a position now. You know how many people, you can be a blessing. You can impact the world, but that's not what you want to do. You're so selfish that you just want it for yourself. You're not thinking about nobody but you. Okay, fine. This very night, your soul will be required of you. Then what's going to happen to all the stuff? And then Jesus said, this is how it's going to be. When anyone who stores up all this stuff stores up earthly possessions for themselves, but they're not rich towards God. They're rich in stuff, but they're not rich towards God. You and I put in the chat, I am rich towards God. Say amen to that. So what does this mean for you today? All right, well, so it's Friday, and I love to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Um, what I did today was yesterday, while I was teaching today's word, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a series I did, and I didn't, I couldn't remember what year it was, so I went back and I, and I looked it up. It was 2008. So in 2008, I did a series from Deuteronomy chapter 28 called The Good Life. That's what I called it. I called it The Good Life. And it's on my website. If you go to todaysword.org and just search for The Good Life, you're going to see a page where I break down Deuteronomy chapter 28. So Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, I'm not going to go verse by verse because that would take me too long because uh, that would be a whole series in and of itself. Uh, but I'm bringing up Deuteronomy chapter 28 because there's a misconception, I believe, especially amongst Christians today, a lot of Christians, that money is bad, that, that having possessions is bad. And if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, that describes the blessing. It also describes the curse. And if you if you read that, and this is like, oh, this is what it looks like. Oh, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out, blessed coming in, right? My storehouses will be blessed. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Oh, I'll be the lender and not the borrower. Okay, okay, got it. Uh oh, we'll have many children. None of my children will get sick. And then it talks about the curse. And if God removes the protection, then all of these things are going to happen. You're going to try to do things. Nothing is going to work out. And you know, and all of this stuff. So read that. There's that. There's a description between the blessing and the curse. And it's all in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now I could go through that and, and like teach it in detail. That's not what I'm going to do in this series. I just want to reference Deuteronomy chapter 28, deal with the parable of the rich fool and bring them together. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a picture of what it looks like to be blessed but your heart needs to be in your giving. So God is not opposed to wealth, material wealth, earthly wealth, just as long as you're honoring the Lord with that wealth. That's Proverbs chapter three, verses eight and nine. And if you honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your increase, guess what? God is going to give you even more. God, why? Because now you're a conduit of kingdom finance. Say amen to that. So I have five things to share with you in this morning. Read Deuteronomy 28 over this weekend when you get a chance. So I'm going to use Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to use Luke 12, the parable of the rich fool. I'm going to give you five things. If you're ready, let's go. Uh, open up your heart now to receive. All right, so five things. Number one, here, here we go. God desires to bless us. Say, God wants to bless me. God wants to bless me. I don't know about you. I know, but God wants to bless me. And God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. God doesn't want to bless me because I'm, I'm right or I'm doing everything right or I'm perfect or none of that. I am not. God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. And I need to know that God is a good God and he wants to bless me. So God's blessing, if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, covers every area of our life, personal and professional. It covers every area of your life, of my life. And so God wants my personal life and my professional life to be blessed. If you read it, I'm telling you the blessing of the Lord is on you. 
for you to experience godly success and for God to provide your daily bread. Say this, say God provides my daily bread, meaning that all your needs should be met. The Father wants to meet your needs. The Father wants you to be blessed personally and professionally. The Father wants you to have great relationships. The Father wants you to be healthy and strong. Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about sickness and how none of these sicknesses or diseases will come upon you. Come on now. And so, so yeah, the Father wants you to be healthy. The Father wants you to be strong. The Father wants you to be uh, at peace, like, you know, to have a sound mind, uh, to sleep well, to have a great marriage, to have a relationship with your children, uh, and for all of your endeavors to work out. Brother Pena, are you preaching the prosperity gospel? I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know what you mean by that, but I definitely know that it's not God's will for me to operate in the opposite of prosperity. God wants me to prosper in every area of my life, and there's biblical evidence for it in the old and the new covenant. And so at the end of the day, I'm just teaching the word. The blessing of the Lord includes all of that. And here's another thing that it includes. I was talking to one of you yesterday about this. It includes protection from my enemies. Oh my God. And so that's another one too. The, the, the hedge of the Lord is round about me. It includes protection from my enemies. I was talking to one of you yesterday about this, and there was somebody that was rising up real ugly at work, uh, treating somebody bad. I said, you know what? This is what we're going to do. Just pray for that person. You don't need to be upset. Uh, just pray for that person. First of all, their poison cannot stop your purpose, right? And God is the God of justice and recompense. God will make sure that that person gets what they need. But what we're going to do, this is what we ain't going to do. We ain't going to allow that person's actions to cause us to, to operate differently. No, that's not who we are. You still come to work with a spring in your step, a smile in your face, a song in your heart. You still are nice to that person, very respectful. Matter of fact, bless them. We're going to pray for that person. We don't know what's going on. If they knew any better, they would leave you alone. But the hedge of protection is round about you because that is part of the blessing. Put in the chat, I am protected from my enemies. The blessing of the Lord is, is shielding me and protecting me, and no weapon formed against me shall, shall prosper. Say amen to that. All right. Another thing is uh, the blessing includes continuous favor. So it's, it's, I am blessed going out. I am blessed coming in. <laughs> I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. So in other words, the blessing is not on a place, you know, like I have to be here to be blessed. So I have to be there to be blessed. The blessing is on me. So wherever I am, put in the chat, wherever I am, the blessing is. But when I walk into a room, the blessing just walked into this room. When I get assigned to a project, the blessing just got assigned to this project. Come on. When I step on a plane, the bless, everybody on this plane is blessed. Why? Because I'm here. Oh, Brother Pena, that sounds arrogant. No, that sounds confident in what God God is on me and in me and with me and for me. Listen, I'm, I'm not joking with this thing. I mean, like, I believe that the blessing of the Lord is on me. And so the favor of God goes before me like a shield. And there's nothing wrong with me being blessed. And, and the blessing covers every area, every aspect of my life and every area and every aspect of my daily endeavors. Say amen to that. I mean, this is read Deuteronomy chapter 28 and tell me I'm lying. All right, number two. Our heart must be aligned to God, though. So the blessing of the Lord is not just about material possessions. So this way you got to be careful. What you don't want to do is to get caught up in things and to get caught up in stuff and, and let your heart, you know, be, be misaligned with God. The blessing of the Lord is on us. Yes, it can include material possessions, 
but don't allow the material possessions to have you. And so what God wants you to do is you to receive everything, but then use it for his glory, to be open to the Holy Spirit, to be a blessing to whoever he tells you to be a blessing to. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, under the law, there was a strong emphasis on your obedience. Like in Deuteronomy chapter 28, because they were under the law and it was performance-based, and in the New Testament, it's not performance-based, but under performance-based religion, let me pause right here and say, because some of you may not understand this. I've done a lot of teaching on grace versus the law. In the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the spotlight was on man and the emphasis was on man working for God. Under the New Covenant, the spotlight is on God and what God has already done for us. <laughs> so now, and so, so it's not that I have to do all of these things right to be blessed. Now the Lord blesses me by grace. So now I'm walking with, you know, I'm not taking on guilt, shame, or condemnation. I'm open to the blessing and I'm walking under the grace of God. Say amen to that. Now, under that concept and understanding, their giving has a high uh, uh, level of importance. We have to understand that we are blessed to be a blessing. So there's an importance of giving. With We are supposed to be a conduit of God's blessing. So the blessing of the Lord comes to us, but the goal is for the blessing of the Lord to go through us. And so if you are just focused on you, me, my four, and no more, then no, you're not going to be blessed richly because you're selfish. But if you are like, okay, Lord, I am willing to do whatever you want me to do, however you want me to do it, I open myself up to the blessing of the Lord, then yeah. So the Bible even says in Proverbs chapter 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow with it then God can cause you to increase in every area and you won't be one of those people that has a lot of stuff, but then, you know, you're, you're sorrowful, you're depressed, you're, you're battling thoughts of suicide. Why? Because you can actually have the position, the possessions and the possessions don't have you. And so you have your heart is right. Your mind is right. Your heart is open. And then the Holy Spirit can lead you. To, okay. What are we going to do with these resources? We're going to fund kingdom projects around the world. We're going to advance God's kingdom. We're going to make an impact, all of these things. So you just have to guard your heart against your priorities being misplaced. So put in the chat, my priorities are in the right place. Say it this way, that the danger isn't in having, the danger is in hoarding, right? So you can have it just as long as you're not hoarding it. Just as long as you don't have things that you're not willing to give away, then God can give you stuff because he wants to give it to you so he can get it through you. But if you are a hoarder, then you then now you got a problem with God. This is what the, the rich... The rich fool had, he was a hoarder, and because he just wanted it for himself, his soul was required of him. Number three, the true meaning of the word blessed or being blessed or being a blessing. So the word blessing or blessed in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, it means empowered to prosper. That's what, that's what it means. The word blessing means empowered to prosper. So the blessing of the Lord is on me, that means that there's a divine empowerment in the New Testament. We call it grace. So there's this grace that is on me to succeed. Whatever I put my hands to do is blessed. I am empowered to prosper. I am empowered to succeed. And then I couple the blessing with the word peace. In the Old Testament, the word peace means nothing missing, nothing shalom, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. So I am, I am empowered to prosper and I have nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in my life. And so I am, I'm at peace. I have peace on the inside. Uh, I, I'm, st I'm steady. I'm secure. I'm stable. My heart is right. My mind, my mind is sound. My spirit is aligned with God. 
I can have, God can give me a bunch of stuff because none of this stuff is going to cause me to get misaligned with God. God can give me so many things because now I'm in a position to say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with these things? And whatever you tell me to do with these things, I will do it in your name and for your glory. And that's it. So now my heart is not in in the things. My heart is in God. And when you get to that point, there's nothing that God won't do. Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about being blessed, like I said, in the city, in the field, going out, coming in. There's a blessing that's on me that transcends physical location. There's a blessing on me that transcends circumstances and situations. No matter what is happening on the outside, the blessing is on me on the inside. And the blessing of the Lord, the favor of the Lord goes before me. God is opening doors for me that no man can close. God is closing doors for me that no man can open. God God is causing me to experience his success success. Why? Because I am blessed. I am empowered to prosper. So the blessing of the Lord is the steady stream. Say this, put in the chat. There is a steady stream of God's favor. There is a steady stream of God's favor on my life in every area. I, I am I am favored. People tell me all the time, um, man, there's just something about you, Rick. There's something about you. <laughs> I talk to people that go, yeah, man, I don't know, man. It's just something about you. You know what it is? The favor of, uh, is the favor of God. It's the grace of God. Yes, that, that, you know, they can sense it. They don't know how to explain it. They don't know how to articulate it. And then when we get an opportunity one-on-one, nobody else is around, I get to tell them, hey, that thing is a person and his name is Jesus. And then we, And then I get to minister to them. Why? Because people can sense the steady stream of favor, of the blessing of the Lord. This is assurance. That, that comes upon me that I know that I am supernaturally empowered to prosper. I'm at peace in my heart. I, I am resting in the grace of God and the promises of God. Now, let me just say this before I move on to number four. This doesn't mean that I'm not going to face circumstances or situations that are unpleasant. This doesn't mean that that I'm not going to be in moments where, man, this is taking long, longer than I expected, and this is not turning around the way that I wanted, and, and, and ooh, this is, ta- oh my God, this doesn't look right, and these numbers are not lining up, and God, what's going on? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to face those situations. It just means that when I'm facing a difficult situation, I, I have to remind myself, wait a minute, the blessing of the Lord is on me, and I am empowered to prosper. So what I can't do is, is be moved by what I see. I already know what God told me on the inside. I already know what God told me about this situation in my prayer closet. And so now what am I going to do? Whose report am I going to believe? I'm not going to be moved by that. I, I'm going to continue to press on. I'm going to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it with a spring in my step and a smile on my face. I'm going to still be at peace on the inside, knowing that it's only a matter of time before I see in my hands what I've already seen in my heart is this stuff on the outside hasn't caught up with, with the inner reality of God's blessing yet. And so now that's how I'm supposed to be living, living lined with God, no matter, I'm not moved by what I see. Second Corinthians chapter four and 18, I'm moved by what God said, say amen to that. Number four, what I just said wasn't in my notes, but I slid that in for free. Number four, the role of generosity in the blessing. Let's talk about the role of generosity in the blessing. Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. The goal is for you to be blessed to be a blessing. The goal is for you to be a conduit of kingdom, blessing, and finance. The blessing comes to you, so the blessing can come through you. And there's a joy in giving. Listen, I told you that uh, the, the the person with the most earthly um, resources that I know personally is at a stage of his life where he says, there's the, the learn stage, there's the earn stage, there's the return stage. And he says, I'm at the stage of my life where I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to give this stuff away. What if the rich fool has said, now that I got all this stuff, what he said was, hey, self, we're about to chill, eat, drink, be merry. What if he would have said, you know what, self? 
Let's try to spend the rest of our lives giving this stuff away. Man, God would have been, God would have been pleased with that. You know, God would have been like, wow, this, this is, but he was not, his heart was not right towards God. He was hoarding it for himself. And so he lost it all. That very night, his soul would be required of him. And there's a cycle of blessing that he missed out on. Because say this, there's a cycle of blessing. The more I give, the more God gives to me. So the more I sow, the more I reap. And so there's a cycle of blessing that he missed out on because his heart was not in his giving. So as a believer, the more you sow, the more you reap. So sow your seed. You need to put seed in the ground and check your heart regularly to make sure that you can have things, but things are not having you. Make sure that you don't have anything that you're not willing to give away. So you got to be in a position where you're willing to give it away. Uh, I, I know that Isabella does this all the time. I got on her the other day <laughs> and she's probably watching right now. Say, don't be talking about me, babe. But um, Isabella is a person where she has all these belts and necklaces and anyway, so people are like, oh man, I like that. And, and Isabella be like, oh, she'll just take it off and give it to him. She's like, I don't have anything that I'm not willing to give away, but because she gives away belts, this lady has a lot of belts. I'm just going to say, because she gives away necklaces, this lady has a lot of necklaces. Anyway, if you give it away, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. But this past Sunday that she, she made a comment to somebody else on a necklace and the lady said, oh, here you go. I want to give it to you. Isabella said, no, 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 no. I said, stop, babe. You're blocking her blessing. I said, just like you sow and you reap, you got to be in a position to receive too. Let me just say that. This is not part of my notes. Those of us that sow, 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 let me just say this real quick. Please be open to reaping. If somebody wants to be a blessing to you, don't say no because you're blocking their blessing. You got to be, the, the kingdom of God functions on sowing and reaping. So just like we sow, we got to be willing to reap. If somebody wants to sow into your life, don't say, oh, I just want, no, I want to be humble. No, what you're doing is you're blocking their blessing. Stop. Don't do that. You got to learn how to reap. If you want to be a, you're always sowing, you got to learn how to be reaping too. Say amen to that. All right. Number five, last point for today. As we close this thing out, God wants us to live <laughs> the good life with the good heart. Put in the chat, say, I live the good life with a good heart. So I'm living the good life. I have a good heart. God wants me to prosper. It's okay for me to be blessed. God doesn't want me to be saved and miserably saved. God wants me to go to heaven, but he, God wants me to enjoy the ride. So I maintain a heart for God. I'm open to the Holy Spirit. I'm open to give away whatever God tells me to give away. I'm open to sow whatever God leads me to sow. It's not just 10%. I'm open to, to doing whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to do. So I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm living the good life because I have a good heart and my heart is aligned with God. I'm in a position to fund kingdom projects all over the world. I'm, I'm advancing God's kingdom. I'm going to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. I'm impacting my sphere of influence in God's name for God's glory. It's all about him. My heart is in my giving. Say amen to that. That's what it looks like to be blessed. Man, this is good, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this message. This is one of those messages where you might need to listen to it again. All right, so let's, let's close out the week with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I am enveloped in your blessing. Your blessing touches every area of my life. You provide my daily bread. You are my protector and my shield. No adversary can, can win over me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Your continuous favor surrounds me. It goes before me, going out and coming in. You have favored me, Father, to be a blessing. I am a conduit of your blessing everywhere I go. 
I find joy and fulfillment in giving. I position myself in the cycle of your blessing. The more I give, the more you give to me. So my heart is fixed and focused on you. I am living the good life with a good heart and living with this mindset I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. You get my notes for free. These are good notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. It's Friday. Let me just mention something about our ministry. Isabella and I in about a week are going to the Dominican Republic. I'm so excited. So if you want to fund or help fund or be a part of what God is doing in our ministry, go to rickripministries.org, ripministries.org or rickpina.org. It'll take you there too. And donate. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Great. Oh, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.